Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Saturday mornings with the Jim Valley, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern, and it is Thursday here on this show, and you know what that means? AW Dynamite, Rampage tomorrow, Collision on Saturday, SmackDown tomorrow, NXT ratings, and uh, and plenty more. And it is Thursday, and uh, man, Thursdays are hard because at uh, Wednesday Observer Radio, Dave is never ready before 12.30 or 1 a.m., and the show always goes about 90 minutes. And man, I don't get any sleep. So Thursdays are always a day where you just never know what you're going to get on this show. But we will have backup here today. As normally, Mike Sembervivi joins us, but he is not around today. And as a result, he will be replaced by Josh Nason, who tells me that he has not been on this show in two years, which I find hard to believe. But one way or the other, he was there last night for blood and guts and so we're going to get a first person account of a lot of stuff that happened because there's a lot to talk about on the show last night and we'll have a lot more to talk about tonight on the brian and Vinny show only for subscribers at wrestlingobserver.com but we'll have a lot to say about dynamite here today and you know what i may have to ask some of you to turn off the show in the in the uh, last few minutes because we're going to probably be doing some spoilers for the Royal Rampage as well. But I will give you warning before you need to turn off the show in case you are a loyal, loyal viewer of uh, Rampage and don't want the thing spoiled. But we've got a lot of news to get into. We will do that here. And then uh, we'll get into the world-famous Dynamite Report and uh, plenty more. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. Threads, Instagram, and Cameo all... F4W Online and Twitter's at Brian Alvarez. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. 
Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See, we didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either a Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-Piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Definitely nuggets Spicy and Chicken a Sandwich, Dave's, Dave's Single, Single, and a Frosty for me. And a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Buy One, Get One for a Buck. Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Josh Nason is joining us here today, I think. Are you there? You moving stuff around on that desk, Mr. Nason? Josh, can you hear me? Hello? Why can't he hear me? I'm going to tap on my earbuds. We can't hear you, brother. Josh. Hold on, everybody. Well, you know, live radio is always a fun thing. Let's see here. How do we do this? Uh, You can't hear me. I'm like John Cena, except I go like this. You can't hear me. What's he saying now? I can't. I don't know what happened. I'll tell him to reconnect. 
This is exciting radio, isn't it, everybody? All right, anyway, when he gets on here, we'll talk about a lot of stuff later. But in the meantime, I got a couple of news notes we got to go over here today. And uh, the first one is, uh, yes, we have to talk about Dominic Mysterio. Because uh, Dominic Mysterio main evented the NXT show on Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night, actually, in that match with Wesley for the North American title. And uh, this brother killed it. He killed it on this show. The NXT show, Tuesday night, 746,000 viewers on the USA Network, up 11% from the previous week. It is the second highest audience of the year for the show, trailing only the show where Seth Rollins defended the World Heavyweight title against Braun Breaker. They showed it a .21 in 18 to 49, second highest in the category dating back to April of 2021. And compared to last year at this time, up 27%. The 18 to 49 for NXT, the 18 to 49 was up 62% year over year. It is the 14th of the last 15 weeks that NXT has been up year over year in the key demo. Dominic Guerrero, or Dominic uh, Mysterio, he's actually Dominic Guerrero, it's funny, if you look at the storyline, but Dominic Mysterio here, He uh, this show beat Collision this week. His match beat CM Punk's match, which was the highest rated thing on Collision. And even though the overall show drew better when Seth Rollins faced Braun Breaker, Dominic's match in the main event beat Seth Rollins versus Braun Breaker in the quarter. So anyway, they uh, they killed it for that show. And uh, it is the best time possible to kill it on that show because it's contract year, and uh, they're going to get an increase for NXT. They're going to get an increase for Raw. They're probably going to get an increase for SmackDown. Probably going to be a $2 billion deal they're, uh, they're looking at here. So, uh, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's a hell of a showing by old Dom. And, uh, Josh, you back? Where's this guy at? Let's try this again. This is live radio, everybody. Hey, now, can you hear us? I can hear you now. All right, man, I don't know what happened. All right. Well, here's Josh, everybody. Say hi. There's stuff ringing. What's going on here? All right, finally. Yes. I can, can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Now I'll he cannot it. hear me anymore. Yeah, I can hear you. You know, I think it's these things. Can you uh, disconnect the uh, the ear things? Let's see if I that I can works. do that. Let's try that. No, DJ, he's not turned off by the Dom discourse. I'm sorry, but Dom killed it on NXT. I don't know what you guys want me to say about it. I could lie. I could say that it had nothing to do with anything, but he did a great job. Anyway, uh, you there? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Now I think we got it going. <laughs> I can hear you the whole time. Yeah. Hey, did you know that uh, Dom killed it on NXT? It's making people mad. I don't know what to do Me about it. Get out of here. Wrestling fans being mad? No way. I am. Yeah. Hey, uh, I guess we'll see where it goes, but uh, he did a big number, and uh, 746,000 viewers. show's doing great, and uh, I don't know what else to say about it, but there you go. Brian, it's my first time here in two years and before that it was two years prior so i guess that's kind of is that my contract is that how that works i don't know maybe i didn't write your contract that'd be tony 
People oh. always people seem to get mad at me for stuff that uh, Tony's responsible oh, for, and I'm not yeah. talking Tony uh, Khan. I'm talking Tony Leader, the real yeah. brains behind the operation. But well, wait, I, I thought Tony Khan also owned our company too, right? That's what I hear on the internet anyway. No, know. he doesn't. He doesn't. That works. You know, it's funny. It's like I always got yelled at for uh, for being paid by Tony Khan, but now people are angry that I am uh, putting over these NXT numbers. But uh, unbelievable. Yeah. All right, uh, we have uh, the Death Before Dishonor lineup thus far. We now have five matches. It is uh, Lucha Bros, Best Friends, Kingdom, and Aussie Open. Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the Ring of Honor title. Shibata versus Daniel Garcia for the Pure title. Samoa Joe versus either Dalton Castle or Shane Taylor. And uh, for the uh, World Championship, yes, it is Claudio Castagnoli versus Pac for the title. So that is uh, the main event for Death Before Dishonor. And uh, that's coming up on Friday night. So Friday we have got Rampage and Death Before Dishonor. And uh, later in the show, if we got some time, I'll give you guys, uh, I'll give you guys some uh, heads up about uh, spoilers. Because we're probably going to talk about the Royal Rampage here because Josh was there for the show last night. And, uh, you know, overall, how was it? The whole night was great. And, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but the crowd was white hot all night uh, from the start, even for the Kip Sabian Serpentico pre-show match, which everyone was looking forward to, of course. But, yeah, the, the crowd was into it all night. I was, you know, being from this area, I was skeptical going in when they announced they were going to run the garden. It was kind of a, a big question because they had ran the uh, Gannis Arena before, which is a college arena, much smaller. And all of a sudden they were saying, we're going to go in July and run TD Garden, which is obviously a you know NBA NHL facility, and the reason was is obviously you know they're going with a, a big show like they had last night with the Blood and Guts match. There was a great crowd there last night. It was uh, lively all night long, and yeah, it was just a fun night, which is what pro wrestling ultimately is supposed to be. And with anything, you can pick holes in certain things, but overall it was a fun night even all you know all the way through Royal rampage which uh, most people stay for as well so it was a late night like they always are but it was fun i would not say there was uh, anything i can really poke actually there's one thing i could poke a hole in but it's not really well we'll get to that but uh yes the uh, blood and guts match brian you're on mute i'm not on mute your thing brother what's going on here oh boy we'll figure it out but uh brian danielson has revealed he's undergone surgery for his broken arm. Revealed he underwent surgery two weeks ago to insert a steel rod into his broken arm. And uh, he gave this update yesterday, by the way. And, uh, you know, one thing that I that I like about... Uh, one, thing that I, one thing that I like about uh, AEW is they go out of their way to let you know that things aren't going to happen in the sense that... You know, there might have been fans that thought, you know, maybe he'll uh, show up or do a run-in or whatever. And uh, they went out there the day of the show and made it clear he's got a broken arm, he had surgery, and uh, and he is not going to be there. So uh, they've done this before. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the last example, but there was um, something that they did, and Tony Khan did a media call. And usually Tony Khan doesn't say a lot about a lot, but he went out of his way to explain this is actually not going to happen in the pay-per-views. Don't buy it because of this. So uh, I did like that. And uh, Lance, by the way, saw the surgery photos for uh, for Brian Danielson and said they looked uh, very similar to the x-rays when Chris Jericho broke his arm in, in Smoky Mountain. So, uh, yeah, bad break. 
And hopefully he'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. Got surgery on my arm two weeks ago. Steel rod and nine screws were put into his arm. So uh, the injury took place about 10 minutes prior to the planned finish. And so, you know, I presume at some point they're going to run that match back again. Maybe even at the Tokyo Dome. But uh, he's hurt. And, you know, getting a steel rod inserted into your arm, that's a pretty serious break right there. But um, anyway, that's the update on that. And then uh, finally, we've got the update on the cause of death for the Iron Sheik. Passed away June 7th, age of 81. He had been dealing with congestive heart failure and hypertension before his death. So uh, that was the cause of death that's come out. Back in a moment, we'll try and get Nason hooked up here. Observer Live. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your 
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. No, it's not Mike Sempervivi, but oh, darn it, Josh Nason is here. And he's going to be talking about this uh, Dynamite show. I hope so. Yes. Well, listen, we're going to start with the world-famous Dynamite report here, because I'm going to go through it, and we're going to get Josh's thoughts on everything as well. And then uh, later, we may talk about what happened. Well, we will talk about what happened off the air, because uh, the off the air stuff is not a spoiler, because it happened off the air. But when we get to Rampage, we uh, we will talk about it. So, it opened up with Jack Perry and Hook. And, uh, you know, what's funny is they did an angle on NXT where uh, Baron Corbin went into the woods and there was a man in a hood that he met up with. And we had to wait a week to find out who this guy was. And the man in the hood turns around, he takes his hood off, and it's Baron Corbin. He met himself in the woods. Well, here on uh, Dynamite, Jungle Boy, a video plays on the screen, and Jungle Boy was dragging a dead body into a grave. And the dead body was Jungle Boy. He put himself and his old boots in the grave. Because now he's got the black pants, the black jacket, the heel beard. He's Hollywood Jack Perry and Jungle Boy is dead. And so they had the match. And the the fans were like going crazy for this match. And Mm -hmm. they've got great chemistry. And I thought that for the first time I've ever seen Jungle Boy work as a heel, I thought he did a great job. And uh, worked hard, good match, and uh, finally, Jack brought the belt into the ring. The referee took a bump, Hook put on the red rum, dumped him on his head with a suplex, ref was still down, Jack then uh, hit Hook with the belt, Taz was like, no! But he crawled over and he covered him and he got the pin and he won the FTW title. And uh, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was the right finish. I thought that this is like potentially a a several year long on and off feud. These guys together, and overall an excellent start to the show. Yeah, it was. Let me ask you a question: Is can the FDW title change hands via count out or DQ? Well, I don't know because they explained that uh, this is not under FTW rules. So you're actually asking the wrong guy. I'm not okay. a historian of the FTW, FTW title rules, so but yes, that's the, what the reason I ask is because there was a spot during the match when Jungle Boy, essentially, sorry, Hollywood Jack Perry, whatever you want to call him, decides to wait, basically get Hook counted out. But how is he going to win the title if Hook gets counted out? So it's kind well, of logic. This, like, yeah, this was this was apparently just regular AEW. I don't know what happened actually. I don't know why he did that. Now that I think about it. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking like just next to Joe Courier, our lead editor, who uh, came out to the show as well, and I was kind of like, well, what's he doing? And they were like, can the title change via hands and uh, change via counter DQ anyway? But yeah, I thought I, the match, the heat was great. Uh, I know you love heat, all caps. 
But it was fun. It was a fun match. Uh, I didn't love the ref bump because it kind of looked clunky the way it turned out, at least live anyway. I uh, would have liked them to kind of get there in a different way. But if the end result was there, as you have uh, in the only result that could be, Hook finally gets his first loss, which he needed, gives him something new there. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry gives him a title, something new to do there. So, yeah, I, I you know multiple years, I think, might be a little excessive, but I think we could probably run this for another, you know, three, four months and then see where we get. And I think the most important thing out of this is that both guys get elevated. And when they're done with this, they get into a better position at the other side, which I'm going to guess is probably like after all out. Now, I will say that uh, one thing we did not ne- uh, note here is after he buried his own body, a limo showed up. And he got into it. So who was in the limo? Is it Christian and Luchasaurus? I guess we'll find out. Alex Marvez, there to check out a secret meeting with Don Callis and Jericho. And he gets kicked Scoops out. Scoops Marvez. Yeah. yeah. Then we had a, a meetup with uh, Adam Cole and MJF. And Cole wants MJF to face one of his fears, which is eating spicy food. MJF's like, hell no, I'm not going to a Chinese restaurant in Boston. And they go to eat, and Max is telling him this story about how I slammed Big Bill in front of 95,000 fans. Cole says, dude, I was there. That didn't happen. And so Cole takes a bite of his uh, spicy food. And Cole, who actually took him to the restaurant to try this, he almost dies. And so, of course, MJF almost dies, and he demands a drink. And so they both get a drink. And uh, Max goes, this don't taste like water. And it is explained to him that it was 100% alcohol. Was that 200 proof? And so now they're drunk, and MJF is still telling the body slam story. And uh, Cole says, you know, you faced your fears today, but there's only one thing left to do. And they join hands, and apparently they clothesline the owner of this Kowloon's, or whatever the hell it was. Kowloon, Brian. The world-famous Kowloon. I believe you and Dave have been there before when you were... Actually, our first meeting when you came to Boston for that UFC show way back then. Yeah, day, right? I mean, I'm hey. sure we went, but it was like so world famous that I have absolutely no memory of it. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, just... it's a uh, yeah, very famous spot for wrestlers. And yeah, it's actually supposed to be uh, torn down at some point this year. The family's going to retire and uh, they're going to build a you know different uh, development there with a much smaller restaurant. But the legendary Kowloon on Route 1 in Massachusetts. We had... Uh... Britt Baker and Kayla Sparks. And, uh, like, I don't know, man. I tried to argue this last night. Dave didn't want to hear it. But the fact of the matter is, three straight weeks on Raw, the women have been in the highest-rated segment on the show. It's not even the same women. It was three weeks ago, it was Natty and Rhea. Two weeks ago, it was Becky and uh, Zoe Stark. And this week, it was the women's tag team title match. Three straight weeks. Like, whatever you want to say about whatever, there are obviously a lot of fans that want to see women in programs. And uh, what we got was Britt Baker, who got a massive babyface reaction coming out. The place is going crazy for her. They announced her opponent is Kayla Sparks. She beats her in, like, a minute, and then it's just over. And I was like, why did you bother? Why did we do this? But they did. So yeah, anyway. it, was, it was flat in the building too, other than the you know the initial uh, uh, the entrance and everything. Yeah, I mean they really don't. They're in this transition point with her where they don't have they don't have much to do with her right now because it seems the outcast thing might be over, or they're kind of just maybe trying to ramp things back up for um, uh, for all in, which I assume will be 
Jamie Hayter returning to challenge Tony Storm for the title. That makes a lot of sense there. But yeah, it was just kind of flat, something to do. And, you know, sometimes they do that, but at least at the end, there's some sort of like a hook exactly. toward, towards happening. And there was nothing. It just ended and it was like, okay, we're on to the next things. Yeah, it was kind of, it was flat. The the thing here is that the people that want women's wrestling want women's wrestling programs. They don't want the token women's match on the show. They don't just want a squash. It doesn't matter if the internet is going to get mad that there's no women on the show. What what this was was the classic, we're going to try to make everybody happy. Well, you want a women's match, we're going to give you one. It's going to be a minute, but we're going to give it to you anyway. And so, yeah, you know what? People would have complained if there was no women's match on the show. But if you went on the internet last night, people complained that it was a one-minute women's match on the show. So you number you just can't make everybody happy. Are you going to have a women's division or not? If you are, then you got to do something with it. And if you're not going to do it with it, just do what New Japan does and don't have women. If you're not going to do something with it, just don't do anything. But this is going to make everybody upset. The people that want it are going to be upset, and the people that... You know, want uh, you're just not going to make people happy with a one-minute squash match with a woman on a show as your token women's segment. It's not going to work. Yeah, they could have put, I mean, any one-minute squash would have been, I think, got the same reaction, unless it was like, you know, a debut or something like that. Just It was just kind of like quick over, and then it was like on to the next thing. So, yeah, it was, you could have been anything in that segment, but I, I uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. It's, um, yeah, interesting times that we're in when it comes to that stuff, huh? We had Renee with Cole and MJF. They vowed to hit the double clothesline and win the tournament tonight. Max had matching trunks. Cole was so happy. He says, well, I got some for you. We got matching jackets. And then Cole says, I got one more surprise, but you got to wait and see. And so they leave, and Roderick Strong shows up, and Renee wants to interview him, but he doesn't want to talk and is quite irritated. Poor Roddy. So then we had Sammy and Daniel Garcia versus MGF and Adam Cole blind eliminator finals. And uh, I'm going to throw this to you to tell me what this was like in the building. Because, my God, on television, this was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. It was awesome. Yeah, the whole thing. The the And one thing you were talking about earlier with the Kowloon segment, in the building, those segments are really hard to hear, right? And so... It's important, I guess, if you're trying to get a big reaction to the building of videos, they really have to be very visual, right? And that, luckily, the spicy wings and all that, people can kind of get it. But in terms of like what they were saying, it was tough to hear. With the, um, you know, with the exchange of the, the jackets and the trunks, that was like people loved that. And then when they came out, people are just like overjoyed. Like it's you don't see this a lot now. They're just legitimately like excited for a, a babyface team. And you've mentioned this before. Like there's just baby faces are really tough to come by they have some here which is really crazy and they kind of know where it's heading and i know you don't want to go where it's heading at least not right now but this was this whole thing worked up until i mean right through the double clothesline spot this was this was really a plus stuff from start to finish it was very very wwe feel in terms of very sports entertainment feel if you can kind of steal that phrase but it was it was really excellent and well done the dance thing i thought was for every People just loved it, and that was that's a great thing to see when people are into something like that, you know? Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, MJF, Adam Cole, it was a, uh, as noted, total... I mean, even Chris Jericho said, like, the announcer was like, what is this? And Jericho goes, it's sports entertainment. And it was. And uh, we're going to get the quarters, I'm sure, later on, but I am fascinated to see how this, this did because it was a total WWE-style sports entertainment match. And not even that, it was like... It was also like a uh, an indie match. 
but they ate it up. Back in a moment to talk about that and more Observer Live. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647-855-325-5647-855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Josh Nason. So the Blind Eliminator Finals, MJF and uh, Adam Cole won when they hit the double clothesline. And the crowd ate up every last single thing they did. They ate up the dance-off. They ate up the, the preposterous heat at MGF's ridiculous hot tag. They ate up the big comeback. They ate up the double clothesline for the finish. And then afterwards, they got in an argument because 
Adam Cole was looking at that belt with lust in his eyes, and MJF caught him, and Adam Cole insisted, I'm just, I'm just handing you the belt. That's all I'm doing here. we got to win these tag titles together. And, like, the fans, you know, the, the key to all of this is that when they kept, when they went back to teasing the two of them against each other for the title, the fans hijacked it. Like, they immediately started screaming, hug it out. And then when they hugged it out, they went absolutely insane. Because what's happening is the crowd is telling you what they want to see right now. And what they want to see right now is not MJF versus Adam Cole for the title. It is MJF versus Ad- and Adam Cole as a tag team going up against FTR for the tag team titles. And, you know, if I had, if I had to bet money on it, like $100, $100, and in two weeks FTR beats them and they split up and they do whatever they're going to do leading to Wembley. $100 are going to do that. I'd pay you $500 for them not to do that, okay? Because the fans, this is this is exactly, exactly like when MJF came back over the summer and everybody wanted him to be a babyface, but they had a plan and they stuck with the plan. And it's going to be the exact same thing here. I'll put my $100 bet against whoever. They're going to stick to their plan and they're going to split them up. And to me, you know, one of the reasons that this whole thing is fake is because you do not have to stick with the plan this is not ufc this is not legitimate matchmaking it's all pretend if something gets over you can go with it and you know throughout the history of aw i mean name a time where something has gotten over and they've really ran with it i'm not talking like you know the fans locally like sky blue and so they gave her a couple of wins and then she went back to wherever she i'm talking you changed a long-term plan because the fans were telling you they wanted to see something else. When has that ever happened? And to me, it shouldn't happen all the time, but it needs to happen more. And this is an example of that. And I'm not saying it needs to go a year, but it's clearly, clearly too early to break them up in two weeks. If you want to run this the next two weeks and have FTR lose the tag team titles to them, and then book a rematch for Wembley, where it is MJF and Adam Cole versus FTR for the tag team titles. FTR wins them back at the end of August, and the split happens there, and you have a championship match scheduled for uh, for All Out. I'm fine with that, okay? I don't want to hear that you can't have the world champion wrestling in the... Uh, you can't have a, you know the world champion not wrestling a championship match, a singles championship match. It's not real. It's pretend, okay? I don't think that you should necessarily do everything that WWE does, but you can learn from WWE. And what we have learned is Roman Reigns doesn't need to be defending the world title to be the biggest ratings mover on the show. He can be in a tag team feud. And you can do the exact same thing with MGF if that's what the fans want. And that is what they want. It's going to be a good test to see if Tony Khan is learned the lessons and studied and things like that forever because we've been told AEW is different and they did different booking. They're an alternative, a challenger brand. This would be a good example of that because everyone thinks what they see is the obvious turn coming. But maybe maybe we haven't. Maybe there's been a change of plans. And people really love Babyface MJF, which leads to one point before we get to the rest of the show. I think I don't know if MJF is legitimately a free agent in 2024. 
But I think this whole angle, this whole buildup and all the stuff with Adam Cole, I think it has only elevated his stature more in that he can do the sports entertainment stuff and everything. This is almost like a, I don't say an audition because his career is kind of an audition, but I think this has really showed that if you think that his act wouldn't work in WWE and they couldn't adjust or do things, you're wrong. He can. And this is a, this has been a lot of fun, very WWE like, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. And yeah, to your point, I hope, I hope, I hope they go the way we don't think it's going to go at least for the time being. I think I like your plan. We had a meeting with the best friends, Darby and Nick Wayne, and uh, basically it's going to be uh, Orange Cassidy defending against A.R. Fox as a favor a favor <laughs> for Darby Allen next week. The eternal title challenger, but he never gets a win. I like this storyline he's got. I never win anything ever, but I constantly get championship matches. It's a great way to live. Lose and get opportunities, you know? And then we had Blood and Guts with the Elite versus BCC. And uh, they went a long time. I didn't time this, but it it went like an hour. I mean, yeah. it went like an hour. And, you know, they did the, uh, you know, first two guys, five minutes, it's Kenny and Claudio. Then it was three-minute intervals with Pac and Moxley and Nick Jackson, Wheeler, Yuta, Matt Jackson, Takeshita, and finally Kota Bushi. And, uh, you know, it was an incredible, incredible match. Because at the end of the day... If you are advertising a match and you're advertising blood and guts, then golly, what exactly are you expecting? They they gave you blood, and uh, I don't think there was any guts, but it's possible there was because it was very, very bloody. But you had everything. You had the forks. You had the screwdrivers. You had the broken glass. You had a bed of nails. You had tables. You had literally everything the fans wanted except fire. You didn't get fire, but you got brawling on top of the cage. Uh, nobody got thrown off, thank God. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, a bloodbath, absolute total chaos. And at the end, a couple of things happened. First, Claudio and Pac had a disagreement when Claudio accidentally hit him in the corner. And so Pac flipped him off and left, which actually sets up the Claudio-Pac match at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And then... Old Don Callis demanded to catch to get out of there. It's it's four on five. You can't win. Just go now. So it ended up being five on three. They uh, handcuffed Moxley to the ropes, and then they uh, quintupled team poor Wheeler Yuta. They were hanging him literally to death with a chain, and so John Moxley surrendered on behalf of Wheeler Yuta to save his life. And uh, the match was incredible. Last few minutes... Last few minutes I was not a, a huge fan of because they were rushing. And it felt very, very chaotic. And, like, a whole bunch of stuff happened in a very short period of time. And when you got a match that goes an hour and you have to rush a bunch of stuff in the last three minutes, that's not ideal. They, they could have done a good five, seven minutes between, you know, the first guy leaves and then all of a sudden the, uh, you know, the heel manager realizes that this guy's in a bad spot with it being, uh, you know, four on five, so he takes him away. I mean, it was too rushed at the end for me. But, yeah. you know, at the end, it's one of those things where you see, you see, if, if you did not watch this match and you hear that the end of the match was a five-on-three advantage baby faces, then your initial thought was, who booked this Vince Russo? You have to watch this match because the way that it worked out at the end 
It did not feel like that at all. Yes, it felt like, you know, there, I mean, there was an issue. Uh, you know, Don Callis just being a totally despicable person, making it now five on three. He's pulling Takeshita away. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, obviously, Takeshita is going to be a babyface. He's going to turn on Don Callis. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But, you know, clearly, six months, a year from now, he's going to do the big split. And so everything they do is a little seed, like... You know, he was pulled away and put the other guys at an even bigger disadvantage because Don's a horrible person. And then, you know, Moxley, you know, uh, giving up on behalf of Yuta. And then after the show went off the air, apparently there was a uh, a big handshake, correct? There was, yep. yep. And it was not shown on television. And uh, I don't know this for sure. No one's, like, told me this directly. But the impression that I have gotten from talking to people is that they all decided, like, you know, it's over. Let's all shake hands. And it was like an in-the-moment type of deal. So I don't think it's leading to, like, a BCC babyface turn or anything like that. I think it was just something that they all felt was the right thing to do off TV after the thing ended, and that's what they did. But, you know, they could turn it into an angle, or it could become an angle or whatever. But that's that's what happened. And uh, what did you think watching it live? So a couple notes. I think the... The importance of the video board in the in the arena was key because when you're watching through a double cage, depending on where you're sitting, you can't see the intricacies of what's being dropped on the mat, like the glass. I think once people saw the glass up on the big screen, they would be like, "Oh, there's glass. Oh, there's tax." And there's so it's a it's a case where you know AW has to appeal to the in arena crowd with the spectacle, but the home viewer as well because none of us had any idea how the finish happened, why it did. We had no idea Moxley submitted because it's not like an I quit match where there's a microphone in his face or something like that. We just saw Yuta getting choked out, bloody, and fi- I figured, and, and I think Joe did as well, that they just that he just gave up or passed or something happened there. We had no idea until afterward. We couldn't even see that Moxley was handcuffed. So that was kind of for the... So I don't know if the crowd really popped that big at the end because all of a sudden it just ended like that. It wasn't that dramatic finish maybe that you would get on TV. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a complete spectacle like it should be. And, yeah, the, the after the after thing, everyone was really into it. Obviously, the, the big line that Kenny Omega said, I'll go wherever these guys go, referring to the elite in general. That was, uh, you know, got an interesting uh, – a, a, uh, who knows if that was more for – theater more for just saying it or whatever but yeah it was uh it was exactly as advertised and i would have to go back and watch the other blood and guts matches to kind of see where it ranks but it was this was the perfect culmination of this rivalry in this feud and and i was there's really you could do all these different combinations i was thinking like you know a kenny omega claudio match would be pretty fun to have but i think at this point maybe it's time to kind of get away from it and kind of see where we're at with all these teams at this point, do some uh, evolution. Obviously, with Danielson out, who knows long how long he'll be out. Uh, yeah, it's just maybe time to change it up, maybe some time to cool the BCC off for a little bit and give these guys some time off, and, and we'll see. But overall, it was, a, it was a home run in the building, that's for sure, other than the finish, which, again, people didn't really know what, was, what, what happened. All right, listen, we only have two minutes left in this segment and two minutes left in the final segment. So if you don't want Rampage spoilers, turn this show off now. Because Josh was there, and uh, and Rampage had the Royal Rampage. And uh, quickly, tell us about how uh, that match and and, uh, Rampage tapings went. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it they did. It, it took you know about ten thirty is when the match actually started because of all the the post match, the breakdown of uh, the cage and all that stuff, and all the thumbtacks and everything like that. Ring all two rings they had to change over. So yeah, so about ten thirty to start. Went to, the whole thing went about forty to forty five minutes, including intros, probably many of which won't be on TV. But yeah, Darby Allen won the whole thing. It was a twenty man uh, Royal Rumble style entrance. And it was a lot of mid-card guys, you know, during the middle. There was kind of a little bit of a sag there. But guys like Jeff Jarrett got a big pop. Matt Hardy got a big pop. Minoru Suzuki, obviously, a big surprise there. But it was very it very much tied into recent storylines with Nick Wayne, Darby Allen, Swerve Strickland, the whole mogul embassy. It was entertaining uh, in the building. People, a lot of, Most people stuck around and watched it. And yeah, Darby's going to get a, a TNT title shot at All Out that feels like eight years from now. And again, to your point, you made last night in Wrestling Observer Radio, who knows who the TNT champion is going to be right now. But, you know, a, a Darby Allen Luchasaurus match, like th- almost three months from now, is kind of like hard to really get excited for. But, the you know, the show was good. And again, the other two matches, they're typical Rampage matches. Another TBS title defense by Chris Statlander. And then the acclaimed and uh, Billy Gunn uh, winning a trios match again, going into their uh, trios title challenge of the House of Blacks. But yeah, overall it was a it was a it was a fun show in Royal Rampage. It went long, but it wasn't like it didn't seem to drag at any point. It was just like a lot of mid card guys trying to you know. Beat well, up hold on, we gotta we gotta head to a break, but we'll talk yeah. a little bit more after the break. Observer Live. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800 That's 800-293-0328. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. 
Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Any final notes from Rampage? Uh, Royal Rampage is good. The rest of it is normal Rampage stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to eventually a third hour of Dynamite so we don't have to watch wrestling on Friday nights. Well, uh, yeah, we got a lot coming up on Friday. We got that uh, Ring of Honor show and uh, in Rampage. And I guess... You know, on Rampage, we're going to have to find out what the heck is going on on uh, on Collision because we literally have one match. They did not announce CM Punk. They did not announce, uh, they did not announce anything. And, uh, you know, people got really mad at me the last time I noted that they didn't announce Punk. And then, like, you know, the day before they announced he was going to do commentary or something like that, that show did not do well. And, right. you know, there are many reasons for that, but... At the end of the day, you have to have a card for Collision on Wednesday. And, you know, they've already got, uh, I don't know, got to advertise. And, and no, saying you're going to announce it on Rampage is not enough because Rampage did under 400,000 viewers this week. Like, announce this stuff on your A show. It's like a broken record here. And people keep defending it, and I don't know why. Just announce your stuff on the main show. Because the people that are complaining are the people that are on social media all the time. So they're going to watch anyway. They're going to know anyway. They don't care about the other people. It's kind of thinking about themselves. Well, you there's a there's a large audience of people that are watching on Wednesday. And if you want them yes. to watch on Saturday, you should tell them on Wednesday what's going on Saturday. Do not tell them to watch the show on Friday because they're not going to. We've already got that. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much Rampage is is to to the vast majority of, of AW fans are not watching the show. And so announce your stuff on Wednesday. That's it. Talk to you next Sweet. time, everybody. Thanks. Hey, we'll talk to you in two years, Josh. Oh, talk to you then, Brian. Bye, everybody. Now I'm sure they'll have another show coming up. Where do you live again? <laughs> I live in Dover, New Hampshire, Seacoast. Okay. Listen to me, Josh Nason's Punch-Out, WrestlingObserver.com. Well, check it out. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.